Welcome to Harmonious Gentleman Podcast, Episode 4. My name's Chris. My name's Graham. And I'm Tyler. Together we're here to talk once again civilly and in a way that explores a few different topics. Um, we've gotten some feedback from, yeah, listeners who are all abuzz about what we've been doing lately. Oh, I d- yeah. just so much buzz. Yeah, our Gmail account can barely handle the uh, just the volume of emails that are coming in. And last time we talked about the first, we were just excited to get our first message, and we that's did. Right. It only it's, took like three months, but yeah. that's awesome. Um, it, it was a guy named Michael McCorkwindale. I think it's Dolly. Um, it's a lot of hard syllable sounds yeah, in McCorkwindale. there. McCorkwindale. All consonants? Mm-hmm. Um, it says, hello, gentlemen. Just trying to be the first email you received. Oh. Did I accomplish this? Yes. If I didn't, my guess would be Peter sniped in a beat. Me to it. It's hmm. not a English guy, I guess. No. <laughs> Yours in harmony, Mike. I think what's neat about the internet is this could be reaching people who are speaking other languages and yeah, yeah. McCorkwindale must be. I don't know where that is. Iranian, Dutch. Well, thank you, Michael, for that comment. It it is a uh, inspiration for me anyway to keep yeah. to keep this going. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for the feedback, Mike. Um, we got another message here that says, "You guys suck." I mean. <laughs> I'll sk- that was Chris. To re- <laughs> <laughs> was supposed to go right to the um, trash. We got one from Sherilyn here. And I think the highlight of this message is that... Oh, shoot. I'm reading my response. Also good. It was very well written. It says, honestly, I really like it. Oh. Wow. And you wouldn't That's just say that if you weren't no. truthful. No. Thanks, Sherilyn. Yeah, that's great feedback as well. We've just got so much to work on here. From Barb, Barbara, it says, Your middle section may have been a bit long. (laughs) (laughs) It felt like it dragged a bit. I felt like that when we were recording it, too, (laughs) to be honest. When I shipped that out, I thought, this is just not not good. Um, Thank you, Barb, though. Um, We agree. That was a 53-minute episode. We're going to get this one down to a solid five, one and a half. Yeah. Okay. That's the goal. But, All you right. know, I think we do like the format that we've been um, sticking with. We're gonna, it looks like we're going to go with three segments. Yeah. People seem to, seem to like um, confessions in particular, so stay tuned for that at the end of the podcast. Yeah. Kind of leave you hanging. Um, speaking of that, we got our three segments today. Uh, we're going to start off by quickly just giving you our recommendations of the, of the week or the month um, to recommend anything that we deem worthy, followed by our topic today, and... Uh, Tyler and I were talking the other day about, well, I just had a, we had a baby a few weeks ago, my wife and I. You and Tyler? Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah I should have rephrased that. Uh, <laughs> Congratulations are in order. Thank you for so much. Medical miracle. Um, and so it got me thinking about being a dad again. And, you know, Chris, you're a father. For, you've been a father for many years. And Tyler has three kids. And so we all have experience. And uh, I thought it'd be cool to do an episode about being a dad. And mm-hmm. I want some advice from these guys. I kind of want to be vulnerable. I don't really ask other guys about parenting ever. You kind of feel like you got to be the man and just kind of do it. And I think it'd be cool for us to share some stories. And, you know, um, Chris, you got the experience on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Really cool to hear your, your point of view, having kids graduated. So and parenting that, really is about learning from others' mistakes. So Exactly. So thank you yeah. for being that for us. So that'll be segment two. Um, I'm gonna, we're going to call it How Not Not to Parent. 
And then we're going to end off with confessions once again. I can't wait. We, we don't tell each other beforehand, do no, we? No, that's right. That's a little secret about the podcast. So I love not knowing what Tyler just eats on the way home. <laughs> I just can't wait to hear what he says today. It's been yeah. something, though. You know, crepes or something. But um, anyway, guys, I think we should dive in. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Good. Let's get going with our uh, recommendations. The first segment we want to get back to is called Recommendations. It's fun to get together and hear um, what the other guy is going to suggest we should listen to or watch or read. And we are going to start with Tyler. Well, I'm going to fulfill our contractual obligations to our sponsor, Blind Man Brewing. And I'm going to recommend one of their beers called the New England Pale Ale. If you like beer... You'll probably like this one. It's juicy and hazy. Mm, um, haze. Yeah, it tastes <laughs> like beer and juice and haze. And I love it. All right. Yeah. You've had it, Chris? I have had it, and I have a four-pack sitting right beside me right now. I might take one of those later on. Sure. Yeah, I'll take okay. a couple, too. All right. So You can have a couple sips, though. Okay. Out of the library or the, the choices you have at Blind Man, where does it rank? That's my favorite. For wow. Sure. Nice. Yeah. Blind Man Beer. New England. I'm going to recommend something I've already told you guys about, but I really want to get it on the record. Uh, I'm sorry, Tyler. Were you finished talking about the beer? I just jumped right in. Well, did I say that it's hazy and juicy? Nope. (laughs) Okay, that's all I really wanted to make sure that (laughs) that was clear. All right. Um, So I've talked to you guys' ears off about this book. Um, Chris has already read it, actually, but I want to get it on the podcast. If you haven't read uh, the... The Devil in the White City, or A Devil in the White City? The, I'm pretty sure. By um, Eric Lar- Larson. That's right. Um, if you like books about both serial killers and turn-of-the-century, well... World Fair. World Fair <laughs> architecture, <laughs> this book is for you. Uh, Checks you guys, all my boxes. <laughs> it, it blew me away. Um, it's interesting that the book is hazy and juicy. Yes, yes. The <laughs> chapters were juicy. Um uh, anyway, I, I was really into, like, true crime. You guys know that. I love mm-hmm. true crime. And I, the only reason I got this because it was supposed to be about H.H. H. Holmes, the famed serial killer uh, during the Chicago World's Fair in, like, what, 1890, 1893. And, uh, the, but the book is only half about that. The other half is about the architects that designed this World's Fair that I didn't even know anything about. Yeah. I didn't know that the first Ferris wheel was at this fair. I didn't know it was in response to, like, the Paris World Fair that had the Eiffel Tower unveiling. How about Pabst Blue Ribbon? Traces totally. its history right to the World's Fair. My goodness. Walt Received Disney, its Walt blue Disney ribbon. Disney as a child went there and was inspired. And if you've seen Main Street USA in either of his parks. Yeah. Any of his parks. So anyway, if you love that kind of stuff, just real good history, but like super dramatic, toss in a flavor, uh, a dash of serial killer on the loose, and this book is for you. I just consumed it. I loved it. My wife then consumed it and read it. Chris has already read it. Really enjoyed it. I'm waiting for it. someone to lend it to me. I yeah. forgot it at home. Devil in the White City. Check it out. Chris. Yeah, great recommendations, you guys. I'm going to recommend one scene from a movie I saw recently. The movie is Solo, and uh, it's the you know Han Solo spinoff of the Star Wars stories. Uh, my son and I really enjoy going to all kinds of movies together. Solo wasn't getting the buzz that some of the other Star Wars movies got, but there's um, a scene where you know that Chewie's going to be in it, and their original meeting, I don't want to give it away or talk too much about it, but really joyful. Well, you just told me Chewbacca is in the movie, so thank you for that. I didn't know that was going to happen. Oh. <laughs> really? No, I'm just kidding. I saw the trailer. Okay. That's All cool. Right. 
<laughs> You'd think like he'd appear in yeah. the side. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. What so, about the movie as a whole, though? Is yeah, it good? Yeah, I, I liked it. I actually really liked it. Doesn't, I don't want to talk too much about it. I don't know why it doesn't have the buzz yeah, that the other movies have. It doesn't have good reviews, does it? It doesn't have great reviews. No, I thought it was... okay, I think. They're okay. We should it, call Peter and ask him. You know, yeah, it's okay, not then. making money like a billion dollars like everything else Disney's yeah. had its hands in. But I, I think it's just fatigue. I agree. Like, it probably is. You went from like one movie every, you know, a couple of years to one every year. Yeah, and we went from like the Avengers right into the theater right beside it to watch. Right. No, yeah. we didn't, but... <laughs> Well, uh, even, pretty even much. that too, like I think Ant-Man is coming out, there's no buzz. Yeah. It's just because there's yeah. so much of this stuff, you know, you got to take a break. Didn't the last Star Wars come out just this last Christmas or is that just me thinking? Uh, I think it just, no, it did. Yeah, so it, it was hasn't even been within six months. Yeah. Yeah. So. so it's worth the price of admission to see how those two meet. Sweet. All right. Yeah. So New England Pale Ale, Devil in the White City and Solo. The one, one scene. scene. The one scene. It's chewy. So just fast forward to that scene and get out. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, guys. Um. Well, I'm struggling as a parent. I need some help. Yeah. Tyler, how are you doing as a parent? I'm probably the best parent that I know. <laughs> okay. Well, so. and in between those two, we'll try to kind of set up a, yeah, I don't know what I was, where I was going with I'm that. I'm going to get some but. advice. Coming up in the next segment, am I a parent now? That's the new very title. apparent. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Uh, Should we cut. do this again? No, we're good. Here we go, folks. So we just uh, we moved inside. I don't know if you noticed the birds and the wind, but we, we thought we'd play it safe. Um, it was getting a little hazy out there. Um, but we're going to start talking about parenting and... Maybe we should give you some context first, just uh, give some background information. So we're going to start with Chris, our uh, parenting veteran. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I've been a parent since I was 17. Mm. Uh, we had our first child at young. Uh, he's 23 now. So uh, our oldest son is 23. We have twin boys that are just about 21. And our youngest is 16 years old. All boys. Oh, boys. Cool. That's our context. How about you? Well, I have um, three kids. My oldest is a girl, daughter. She's four. Then I have a son who's two and a relatively new daughter who's eight months old. So, yeah. Graham? Yeah, we have just the two. Um, Harvey's almost three, and then we just had a baby three weeks ago today, actually. Hmm. And a uh, little baby June, a girl. So boy and a girl. And amazing. You're still measuring her age in weeks. Yep. Isn't that something? I know. She's fresh. It was actually crazy today when you realize how quickly they change. Like, she doesn't look the same anymore. You know, just even size-wise, how much they put on weight and they can stretch out and kind of mind-boggling and kind of sad that they're that the tiny, tiny stage is over so fast. Yeah. Yeah. But That's why you keep having more. Yeah. I guess that's the theory. Yeah, I think we're all done. Ty, what are you guys? What? Mm, not officially done, Whoa. but yeah. potentially done, Okay, I guess. I'm, I'm done. Okay, I was going to say. You should join the club and have some babies with us. We can, well, not with us. That didn't, <laughs> <laughs> we're what not kind gonna, of club? When do you guys go, meet? <laughs> a lot of talk of that here at Harmonious Gentlemen. Yeah. Um, that's, our diff- that's our other podcast. <laughs> So Chris, when you look at us, younger, you know, kids, right? Like we yeah. are kids a bit older. What um what do you remember about the about the baby stage that we're at right now? Yeah, interesting. A lot of it like 
I think there is kind of a built-in amnesia that it maybe happens a little bit naturally. Otherwise, maybe oh, thank you, God. you wouldn't have more yeah. kids. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that for women with like the birthing process. I don't know if that's true, but yeah, yeah I do. I kind of wonder, like I think having kids young, I we had a lot of energy because we were pretty much kids too at the time. Uh, we had twins when we were, I think I was 19 or 20 when they were born. And so I don't remember those like first Do you remember months. when you found out they were twins? Yeah. Remember that moment? Yeah, I do. Yeah. We were in the um, ultrasound room. My wife had gone in before me actually. So she had been in there and they called me in to look and the technician said, you know, here you can see the baby's head. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And she swung the paddle around to the other side of her stomach and said, and here's the second head. I said, what the, f-? you know, I yeah. freaked out completely. What, my kid has two heads? Right. <laughs> we yeah. have a two-headed baby. <laughs> Medical and miracle. She said, no, you idiot, it's twins. And then it was like, oh, that's not that's not a big deal. Okay. It's hmm. not a freak. That's cool. Yeah. So kind of a neat moment. You weren't, you weren't freaked out by that? Well, the alternate was having a two-headed baby, so I was, re- <laughs> <laughs> I was relieved, really relieved. Yeah, give yeah we were a little freaked out. Because your first was pretty young still, right? Yeah, two and a half, maybe. Yeah. Two and a half by the time the twins were born. So three kids under three. Oh, wow. Which, that's not too uncommon. How mm-hmm. spaced apart are your kids? Well, they're all within four years. Yeah. Ours are almost three apart, or so a little bit further. But. Yeah. Yeah. And then do you ever think, like, I wonder if our kids will be friends when they're older? Or well, we, what's we, that dynamic going to look like? We have a group of friends that hangs out together. We call it our dinner club, and it's basically four or five couple friends with kids. And actually, when we started, none of us had kids. And now there's 13 or 14 that go to these things. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, it's cool to see them interacting and, and hope that they do become friends. And they yeah. are already. And they are at this point, for sure. Yeah. So, so, you know, within that club, you see a lot of different parenting styles or does everybody kind of do it the same the way? The dinner club makes up about 70% of our listenership, so we should probably <laughs> <laughs> approach talk to with caution. <laughs> but we can safely say that our parenting styles are definitely not the same. Like yeah. yours are way better. Uh, dinner no, club, did well, you hear that, dinner club? Uh, one thing I want to talk about a little bit is I, I read an article, this kind of spurred my thought about parenting this week. I read an article online about like helicopter parents, mm-hmm. you know, and, and what you can do to your kid if that's your style of parenting and the potential, you know, problems. And I've always kind of known that's kind of what I tend to do. Like I'm yeah. really protective and I, if I see he's going to fall, I really just grab him, you know, like, and I, and I, I've always known that's kind of my style and I don't like that about myself sometimes. And so like natural consequences be darned. You're just going to step in whenever you Basically, can. Basically, yeah. Like yeah. my instincts kick in, even yeah. though I know maybe I should let this play out. Um, yeah. Dinner Club shows me other parenting styles that are much, much more flexible. Huh. But in a, in a good way, a way that I respect, um, a way that I'm like, I don't know if I could quite be, you know, like that, you know, day to day, but it shows me another way. And it kind of makes me, you know, really want to try and be a little less like that. So yeah, their parenting styles are different and I, and I really look up to them. Well, I, I'm similar feelings like I, but I have something that's kind of unique with having an older daughter and then a younger son. I think it's, I'm different for the way I approach Mm. both of them. Like I'm more of a, more protective of my daughter who's actually older and supposedly more capable than my two year old son. Like, but that's maybe a typical thing for dads or not. To be more protective of a yeah, girl? I don't know. Like, I'm when it comes to, like, just climbing on things, like, I'm more helicopter. Oh, parent. so you're not, like, chasing boyfriends away. It's... No, no, just, like, 
oh, don't do that. You might hurt yourself. Whereas if it's yeah. my son, it's the like, fairer sex, good luck. Yeah. That's, right. Let's yeah. see how that works You'll out learn. for you. <laughs> that, that might be when second, you fall on your head. Like second child syndrome too. Yeah. Like with, with Harvey, you know, if he spit up, I was cleaning him immediately and like, oh, be careful with June. It's way more casual. And I know that yeah, she's true. fine, you know. Yeah, I think in a lot of respects, you know, and, and, and one thing that I've always thought is really important is just the the greater community being part of your um, parenting support system. So um, really making time for grandparents and uncles and friends, having like intergenerational friends that your kids hang out with so that they're not just on play dates with kids their own age or their gender or whatever, but that they get that experience to be around adults. And I think that's really critical. And that was a huge help to us and probably because of the age we were at, um, that that was more important maybe. Do but. you remember Chris? Like I, before I had Harvey we were pregnant and I was kind of having a bit of a panic attack. Like how, how do I be a dad? And as teachers, we meet parents all the time and I'm always kind of for the kids that I, I, you know, that I think are doing well in certain ways. I think, I wonder if there's a parenting technique or not. So I, 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 th- I asked you one day, I said, like, how did you, like, because your kids are, you know, great, and I, I think they're awesome, and, and I asked you, like, what would you say? And that's exactly what you, you told hmm. me about the community. Like oh, that. good. And my answer's yeah, consistent. that's what you said. And it, it, okay. Exactly. And I, I, that's awesome. I've been I think that's that. a big deal. Yeah. And I get not everybody has that, I'm sure. No, it's, yeah, right. it's not easy. But you but. need to find it, I think. And, yeah. and part of that is also a little bit humbling, where you're kind of giving up some of that control. Right. It's not all about you as a parent. Right. Or it shouldn't be, maybe. Right. It shouldn't be all on you. I yeah. do wonder, though, at like the age that you guys are are now, um, you maybe have a little bit of money, like I'm thinking comparatively to mm-hmm. me as a 17-year-old, but a little more freedom, maybe more time, or does yeah. does the time you have kids in your life impact the kind of parent you are? I, I think so. Um, we, we purposefully waited. We actually didn't think we were going to have kids for a long time. Like I think we were married for almost... Kind of like you guys, like a ways before we had kids, like six years, yeah. I think. Yeah. And part of it was like, I just didn't feel like we were, you know, financially ready. And not that I think you have to be, we just <laughs> yeah. wanted to be, Yeah. you know? And I look at that as a good decision now because yeah. we, you know, we, we basically bought our house and then we got pregnant, basically. Yeah. But I mean, that, but that's not the only way to do it, you know? Um, so that, that was our choice though. That's what we decided to do. Yeah. Now I think being, being teachers makes a parenting there's lots of good things about it yeah yeah Yeah. it makes you a better teacher it also makes you a better parent yeah like i i mean you still with any job you have to balance hours that you're at work and hours that you're at home and social life and all those everything all the factors but having the the summers and the the breaks is yeah has been oh i think pretty i i I have nothing to compare it to but yeah, just that's a the, that's a huge deal. Just at the end of the summer, how close I feel to my kids is pretty yeah. pretty intense. Mm-hmm. And those will be and, special memories that they have going forward too. Yeah. yeah. I asked my kids leading up to this podcast, hey, what are some tell me one thing that you liked about the way mom and I parented you and one thing you think we could have done better. And I didn't get a lot of feedback, but it was over Snapchat, so I think I need some <laughs> parenting kudos for that. Um and it was just the um, our oldest son said the way that you, um, discipline, even, even when you were disciplining us, the way that we always felt that we were connected or accepted and we never doubted that a bit. So that was, 
and then they all kind of agreed on Snapchat with emojis or whatever. But so how that's important. Like that's that's, cool. that's my my goal is that when it comes to discipline that it's not my kids don't fear me right. or that I'm not harming them in any psychological way. So how how do you do that? Like how can you tell us how you got to that point? Like how did you yeah, discipline them no and idea. have them appreciate it? <laughs> yeah. Um teach us. Well, one thing I wanted to <laughs> ask you guys was do you like is spanking a thing anymore? I think I would, we, we, we've talked about it and we think that we're not. Are we allowed to talk about that on the show? I think this is the controversial part of the podcast. Yeah. No, I I think that we are open to that as a, as a strategy. Like we haven't, but we've talked about it and we're not fundamentally opposed to that. I'll say that. (laughs) I was thinking of a way that I could talk about spanking here that is, doesn't just sound like, like, how do you actually defend? I'm going to teach you not to hit other kids yeah. by yeah. walloping you. It'd be funny you. if you started talking about that and we were both just horrified. <laughs> that's, that's, you. Well, I <laughs> wonder. Like, honestly, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Well, we're, I talked to Krista about it because I, I knew this would come up and we haven't talked about it explicitly, really. We kind of, we haven't spanked. Okay. But, um, yeah, we're not. But you're looking forward to it. Well, that's <laughs> kind of what we talked about is that it it's like the fact that we... Yeah, it might be, we might enjoy it too much or like, and that could be. It might work too well. Right. Or I don't know. So we, basically what we came, we came up with is that we probably won't, right? Like for us, we just thought, um, there's other ways and it doesn't mean we're like, we're, I have something where I felt guilty because just controlling my two-year-old son, sometimes I have to be fairly physical just to get him to sit or mm-hmm. yeah. come with me yeah. or look at me when I'm talking and I have to be fairly, fairly physical. And I feel even after that, sometimes I'm like, Ooh, I, I don't know what the, what the line is. So. man, I had but, that feeling like two hours ago, like hmm. just sitting on my knee and trying to talk, have a conversation, try and talk to him and he's struggling and you're holding him in place. Like just that. Yeah, right? that, like, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that, a lot of parenting is that feeling of frustration and what do you do and how do you avoid getting to that place, but what do you do if you're in it? Well, it just seems like the the act of spanking is you bring, drawing your hand back and, like, you're striking them. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's different than, resi- like, holding them down. Yeah, it, it's actually, like, it's hard to defend that, actually. I Yeah. yeah. Well, my kids will tell you they got spanked. Not a lot. I don't know if I've ever spanked Spencer, our youngest. Yeah. He mm-hmm. kind of got away with everything or no he just was a really he easy saw. kid right yeah. he saw the toll <laughs> it took on his older brothers. i think like when i look back i think that was part of our upbringing but i don't remember it because i think yeah. it was more of just the idea right. was enough yeah i think yeah. so too for I, me. I mean i think maybe i was banging a couple of times but i don't remember it you know but it's like your dad could give you a look and you knew whoa yeah, yeah. Well, that's the edge yeah yeah, yeah I, so is there is there a healthy is there a healthy fear like, is there a kind of fear that's actually, you know, this kind of ties back into our hell talk a little bit where it's like you're scared into loving, you know, yeah, God. But I think, though, as a parent, you know, you love your kid unconditionally mm-hmm. and you're not. Uh, or I, I don't think you're trying to use physical force to get them to do things. No. Although sometimes you're trying to get them to sit on a chair to eat or you're. Right. Mm hmm. So let me ask you guys, uh, 
is there a moment in your parenting career where that you're not really proud of that you look back and think that is not something I, I was happy about? Yeah, I know. Like I remember being a kid and doing the like, let's ask mom, let's ask dad thing. And sort of like, if mom doesn't let us, we can ask dad and maybe he'll get it. That's probably a thing all kids do. But I, as a kid, I remember thinking my kids will never get away with that. And yeah, we fell for it for sure. So just probably a lack of communication that could have been better right. always as parents with each other and then, and with our kids too. I'm not always proud of how that went. That is so key, right? Like that constant communication with your wife, like. Well, yeah. And you get tired, right? And you're just, yeah, I'm watching TV. Just do what you want. That yeah. kind of stuff happens yeah. when your kids are older. Or, or, you know, if very rarely, Heidi and I talk like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm not as patient with her, like, like not with her, as, like as her. Yeah. So like I, if Harvey's having a fit, I really want to just get that stop right away. Yeah. And she'll kind of let it play out and let him have to deal with it. And I, you know, the consistency is hard unless you're always talking about it. Yeah. We try We try well, to, you know. Well, and that can be hard on a marriage too. Like if you don't talk about it, just to, you're always wondering what the other person's <laughs> thinking or, or am I doing it right or. Yeah, what do they think about the way I parent? Yeah. Well, and let's let's be honest. How many people delve into their parenting, you know, ideals when they're well, dating? You know, they maybe should talk about yeah, that, but maybe I don't think people do really. Well, and actually, I wondered you know? as yeah, as you're married and have kids later in life, is that something you've thought about and talked about and planned out? If you waited yeah. to have money before you had kids, did you wait till you had a parenting style? I, think, hmm. I don't think we established a parenting style, like because we didn't know. But we definitely had conversations about about kids because we had been married for oh shoot I better not mess this out mess mess this up but about <laughs> we'll like five it. years, <laughs> um, and we had done lots of traveling and like got to know each other really well, and when you spend that much time together you you can kind of run out of things to talk about so you just start yeah. talking about even baby names and stuff like yeah. years before you have kids yeah right right so I think well, I mean I'm, that, I can only imagine that's what happens <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so I think that was that's helpful to have that. Mm. So Ty, do you have a a moment that you look back on? Uh, yeah, I have negatively. A, I have a few. <laughs> um, Try to keep it to one here. We got to move this along here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I was with uh, both my kids. I get really excited about them learning new things, and uh, just <coughs> I guess I'm I'd be really proud when they accomplish something. So I saw Herschel get onto a two-wheel bike he was uh I think he how was old a, is he he's two now wow. he's yeah. almost three like he'll be three soon but he was that's young. probably just two um when this happened and he, he was on a bike and he was kind of pushing himself along and i'm like oh look everyone he i think graham was there actually were you there this is a day i don't think so because i feel like i'm an awful dad right now because harvey's nowhere near a bike yet oh but, but. <laughs> you, have a way, you haven't heard, heard the end of the story so I, I was like hey krista watch this herschel can ride a bike and I kind of ran with him down the sidewalk, holding onto his seat, and then I let go, and immediately just a huge crash, oh, like face plant. Oh, and there was no—he no, wasn't wearing a helmet, and it was—he like obviously was not ready. It was his first time on a bike, and I for some first reason last time he would bike. be able to do it down the sidewalk. Oh. So that was that was not. Everyone kind of yeah. made fun of me. You just yeah, you wanted to be the guy that had a two-year-old yeah, ride the bike, oh, you know, so totally. But you're not a doof, man. You can't no. do it. You can't pull it off. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about like just in general things that I, I, I'm not super happy about when I have those moments of weakness with like my phone, you know, I'm so used to checking Twitter throughout the day and, 
even though I am off of my secondary Twitter account. Oh, uh, good. Long time Twitter, or long time uh, podcast listeners will remember. Check out episode two. Yeah, episode two. But yeah, you know, if I'm playing with Harvey and I and I grab it by instinct and I look at something and he and he looks at me and he can he can see what I'm doing and and mm. it was a little while back and he yeah. and he just said like Daddy, no phone and it was like yeah. just like hit me like a punch to the gut like. There are those moments as parents where you realize your kids notice what you're doing yeah. and then will start doing what you're doing. Both are yeah. oh, can man. be traumatic. <laughs> so the other day I was talking to some high school students and just asking some questions about high school life and how things were going. And some of the stories they were telling me, just my my gut reaction was my my kids aren't going to high school. <laughs> yeah. What I was thinking, and just with drugs and alcohol and sex and um, just all the pressures of of high school, it, mm-hmm. it made me think: like, what am I going to do when it gets to to that time? My one, yeah. my daughter is going to school next year, kindergarten. Yeah, so. yeah. Thankfully, they don't start in high school, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but some of those issues start don't start in high school either. Right, like yeah, no, that's starting true. Starting earlier true. and earlier, it seems. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But how did you like? Did you find that a challenge? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, w- w- I think as parents, we had a pretty open um, relationship in terms of if our kids asked questions, we would always answer. So whatever it was about, if they were developmentally ready to ask the question, we felt like they were ready to hear the answer. And I mean, you don't give every detail about things, but um, I think that. That worked to some extent, but yeah, there's, you can't protect your kids from everything, which is a hard thing to come to terms with. And you have to rely on the the wider community. So I think having your kids involved in things that are, are positive and good and wholesome and uh, where they're getting information and leadership from other people besides you is really great. So things like sports and school clubs and youth group and church, I think that stuff's critical because they're going to be exposed to that stuff no matter what. Mm -hmm. Whether you find it in the back alley or you hear about it from your best friend at school. kind of speaks to your parenting, though, I think positively that you mentioned like whenever they had questions, like they're asking you questions. I don't think a lot of kids ask their parents those kinds of questions. And so the fact that yours did is pretty awesome. They knew that you were comfortable with that. Yeah, and and not to say like they asked their friends too and they asked other people, but... And they didn't ask us everything, you know. I'm not naive to think that, but yeah, they asked us questions. And well, and that's that's my my goal. Like I see the that's similar to the way I I was parented too. That I would always talk to my parents about what was going on, and so I want that with my kids. And so I'm not worried about my end of it. Mm-hmm. I, right. I, but how do I? How do you foster create, that? Yeah. How do I create? A yeah. Safe... And it starts already when your kids ask you questions now. Right. You already are, and so then they grow up knowing. Hey, I can. Yeah. When I ask, they tell me. Yeah, that's important. Like I think that's that's probably I we, I don't know if we've already talked about our our fears of of parenting, but that's one of my my biggest is that when my kids get to mm-hmm. those tough peer pressures and, and things like that, that they, my fear is that they won't want to talk to me about it. Yeah. And I, you know, one, I totally get that. I, what's interesting is the trends for drug use, alcohol use, and sex at teenage years are actually all trending down in terms of the age that kids experience those like things younger. for the first time. Right, eh? Not younger. They're trending to 
less kids are experimenting with those things than than used to oh. 20 years ago. Really? That's interesting because we we don't think that it's that way. More kids are isolated, more kids are I talked to a teacher the other day who said, "We need more bush parties so kids are exposed to <laughs> they're not resilient right. like they used to be because they're by Hold themselves, they're holding right. They're, there are yeah, social media at night by themselves and and right. that leads to a whole other set of yeah. issues and Almost problems. Almost more invisible. Harder Kinda to, like, uh, you know, more connected than ever, but still lonely. Yeah. I wonder for you guys if, if that's what you're afraid of. That's oh, what that, I think I would be afraid of. That Yeah, I think all the time about that. I see everyday kids and, and their devices and just the addictions and, and myself even too. Um, my my tends, tendency is to do that. Um, like, you know, when is my kid going to get a phone, for instance, or a device, right? I yeah, think, when are they? Well, I think my first year teaching, second year, I, I think a parent came in and was pretty upset that their phone, kid had lost their phone. It was a new phone, but it was a pretty young kid. It was like a lot younger than I, I would be comfortable with, right? And mm-hmm. But all their friends are going to have phones. Like, I, I don't know. We have some high school kids that don't even have phones in their grade 11, 12. Wow, that can't be too common. No, no it's, it's not. not. But I kind of like that. Like, and yeah, they that, seem okay that's with old it, school. Kids. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I like that. But I don't know. That does freak me out. I, yeah, I, I've actually had parents or, or friends ask me um, for my opinion. But even before I had kids, just because I'm a teacher and I guess I see the ages that kids are getting phones and I never knew what, what to say to people. But my what I think is just I don't want to be the, hey, Chris, get off your phone, man. Yeah, Chris Kuhn is literally looking at his phone <laughs> no, at this there's moment. There's a really great statistic I wanted to look at. <laughs> no, I was kidding. That there's a, a study, a longitudinal study that started in 2012, which is the first year apparently um, when more than 50% of teens in North America had phones. Like you can mark that as wow. kind of the time when the, hmm. the threshold flipped or whatever. And since then, they've been studying youth. So for six years and the effects of that on kids and basically whether so, it's correlated or... Um, causation or whatever they don't know but it looks like depression anxiety and suicidal tendencies like off the charts in that length of time well and you're you're a vice principal and so like out of all the things you deal with that must be a big part of it yeah there's a lot of that or problems that can be tied back to how people are treating each other on social media right yeah yeah it's a different world for kids and it's happening so quickly and almost in a way that, yeah, their parents never had to deal with those things. So how do you adapt and change and and lead kids through something that you never experienced yourself? Yeah. Well, I think th- I'm not sure of this or and maybe I'm just being naive or overly optimistic. I think but I know exactly what you're about to say. Yeah. I'm, 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 you say okay. it, but I, then I'll tell you. I think I, think I know. The, the parents that we're seeing at school are in that in the situation that you're talking about where they don't they don't understand but maybe people who are a little bit younger like Graham sure. and myself like I think our generation might be you're better, and like our, than our kids bingo yeah like might be so there's like this gap decade yeah, like, or whatever they're like the test the test case almost like they're right. the guinea pigs in a way well and that would be that those kids would be that 2012 to 2018 exactly. right yeah they're they, the magic numbers they've kind been of. given all this access and very little support and even the even the the programs themselves are all working through things and security and yeah and how much trouble could like, they get in they're just on a little but they right. have they have everything at their fingertips, and I don't. And like you say, a lot of parents maybe don't. They're not bad parents. They they may not realize what they can access. 
and we do. Mm-hmm. Even like something as simple as like video games. Like I think there's some games that, that young kids play that parents don't really understand are horribly, horribly inappropriate for them. But I grew up with video games, yeah, and I know exactly what they are. And so, not that I'm any smarter, but I just had experience with it. I think. So I'm with you. I I, I think that's what I was thinking too. I'm I'm mm. that makes me optimistic. Who knows if that will actually? Oh, play that's out. interesting. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, because that, and I'm probably just on the cusp of that, not being totally ignorant of those things, nope. but not as savvy probably. Yeah, we're not that different in ages. Just that you had kids younger is all. But also my kids didn't experience all that. Like if my kids were 10 years younger, then they right. would have. It's so easy. I find it so easy to judge some of the kids staring at their phones. But like what would I have been like in grade nine with a cell phone that could do what these phones do? You know what I mean? Like it's so easy to. Yeah. Oh, they're always on their phones. Yeah. Any other parental fears there, Tyler, with your young ones? Well, even with the devices that like the same it's the same fear that they i'm i want to have open conversations with them about those things like i feel i feel like i'd be a good person to talk to about those things yeah i'm fearful that they won't feel that way right so So. i think i fear i have for my own kids and for students is what if they only get advice from their friends yeah like how bad is that going to be but then Mm. like what was i like in high school did i when did I start realizing my parents' advice was like sage advice? And well, it depends on the like the friends too. That's another, I guess, good point facet yeah. of the fear of yeah. a, a parent. Like you want your kids to have sure. good friends. Like yeah. that's a huge factor. Yeah. Well, Harvey keeps saying like, "Can I see Herschel?" And I'm like, "No." Like, gotta, <laughs> he's biking already. He's, like, no, he's kid mobile. can't even ride a bike. Honestly, like that, I think maybe my deepest fear is that you could be the perfect parent, hmm. but that might not be enough. Like they might meet that one person, make that one decision, yeah, and it throws everything that you wanted for them away. Yeah, like, and I and guess I'd say, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And okay. So, well, what were you gonna say, Ty? No, go for it. Like know. we talk a lot about fears, but what's your greatest hope for your kids? Like if your kids were. Maybe that's too fast of a transition, but mm-hmm. what went, what would you say? Your you know what would your kids have to look like for you to say you know what? I'm happy with how things went. I'm proud of who they became. What qualities would they have to have for you to be like, yeah? Well, our podcast is gonna blow up, so like inevitably <laughs> our kids are gonna be listening to this. When yeah. they're oh older. yeah, no question. And uh, <laughs> so it makes it hard to say because, <laughs> Dad, I can't believe you yeah. said that. So I'm not a success? I, I, yeah, that's I, a hard question. I try and picture my kids like being kind people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, one answer is like that they're happy in their profession. I, or, I or hate that, that answer, healthy, actually. Healthy I used to be my answer, but it isn't good enough for me anymore. But I, I, I think it's almost simpler than that. Like, I just, it'd be cool if, if, my, if my kids grew up to be just kind, humble people. Mm-hmm. And I think the rest will follow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's probably naive too or well, too simple, but that's what I think of. It's just like, yeah, I'd agree with that. Love your neighbor, yeah. love God. Yeah, yeah. If if I see my kids and I, that's the way I feel about them, that that's the way they're living their lives. That's yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, and my, for me, it's like, are you passionate about something, and does it connect to a need that the world has that, or that a person has, or that? Um, that's I like, what I want. Right. Yeah, I like deeply for my kids. Empathy is something. 
I just like I, I really want to see in my kids to like yeah understand why like or understand sacrifice or understand selflessness right like there's these these big ideas or these mm-hmm. values that I guess are quite important. It's not, yeah, it's initially when you asked that question, I was thinking, I don't want to say anything about like achievements. Well, and you do want them to do those things too, right? To be happy and healthy. Like, of course you want that. But it's more, yeah, it's more. But is that what's going to last, I guess? Empathy, empathy, not apathy. How about that? Nice. Right. That's what I'll say. Harvey, if you're listening, that's my answer. And you probably are, Harvey. (laughs) Put your phone down, Harvey. You're only in grade three. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. Cool. Well, are there any uh, sort of thoughts you guys want to? It's been really nice hearing from you guys as as dads. Like it's, we're not in this alone. It's kind of cool to hear from you guys. And um, it's true that like nothing really changes, right? That mm, these yeah. are probably the things that people have feared and hoped for for. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All of parenting history. I think we can all agree that uh, our wives are better at it. Oh man, no doubt yeah. about it. In my case. Amen. Yeah. I don't want her to hear me say that, though. (laughs) (laughs) Confess stuff. Uh, Well, one of the segments that we've gotten probably the most feedback from is confessions. It's a time for us to fess up to something that we've done in the past or maybe even recently. And tonight we're going to start with a story from Tyler. All right, so mine isn't a a single incident it's a repeated offense um it's um june 22nd today when we're recording this podcast i think yeah that's right and uh june 21st is um my anniversary and june 23rd is my wife's birthday and my confession is that i always mix it up like Mm. oh like Mm -hmm. always even just this week um well, actually, before this week, I had set a Google Calendar notification to remind me <laughs> so that I wouldn't mess it up. Ah, technology. But it was wrong. So <laughs> I got reminded this week that oh, the 21st Like was Google wrong. messed it up? Or yeah, you're blaming it's Google's Google? fault. 100%. Okay. They, That's they horrifying, Ty. Like, that is absolutely horrifying. <laughs> that is unacceptable. Yeah. But... So I feel like there's some kind of mnemonic device you could use. Or I got one for you. Anniversary starts with A, birthday starts with B. How about that? Alphabet, A, B, done. Or June 21st is the longest day of the year. Yeah, and it was the longest day of your life. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why we do confessions. Now I'm good to go. I thought I was going to have to get a tattoo or something. Oh, you could get a sneaky tattoo. On your arm. You could just hide it in there. You couldn't even tell. Yeah, that's true. A, B. Okay. But yeah, that's my confession. It's, it, ah. I think... My wife is somewhat aware. I usually hide it that I've made mistakes, but so what do your cards look like? Like happy anniversary. <laughs> I, I just have to do a lot of double checking. Yeah. Google it, then I'll. <laughs> when is my anniversary? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, my confession is uh, I was I was inspired by uh, Chris your your leather pants story. Uh, looking Who back, isn't into your, inspired by that? Gosh, what a, what a story. <laughs> It just taught me so many life lessons, but I was thinking about like things in my past and there was an incident that happened sort of like Tyler's confession about the, the money he found. Um, but mine was, uh, I must've been probably 21, something like that, younger college years. I was home for the summer and I was in Zeller's with a friend of mine after Christmas and just shopping for whatever. 
and her and I were just sort of walking around and I found a roll of, of cash on the floor in Zeller's, a wadded up roll of twenties. And it was, I forget, probably four, three, $400 wow. of twenties just sort of rolled up. In significant a, a amount. Significant amount. And I was like, I'm taking this money. Like I found it. Finders keepers. It was in a toy section, by the way, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, because some I poor kid it. had saved that up to buy the Death Star Lego well, or something. Well, way to spoil the ending here, Chris. <laughs> no, what? Because, well, so, <laughs> so I was, I was, I grabbed it and I told my friend, uh, I, she, she was a, a wonderful person, and she said, "You can't, you can't keep that money." And I just said, like, I'm keeping it. Like, I, I, I want it so bad. <laughs> it's kind of awesome. It's a poor college student, and because I'm taking you this cash. The Death Star. Totally, I need my Lego Death Star. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Heidi bought me a huge Lego set for my birthday last week. I'll, I'll tell you about it later. But anyway, we're, so we're leaving the store, and she's like pleading with me to please, please take it in. Like this is the wrong thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like somebody lost this. Like you need to see if somebody claims it. Like you can't. And I was ignoring her, and it was it got really tense actually. Like it was like I was mad at her. She was mad at me. We never really fought before till this point. I remember pretty clearly. And I got to the automatic doors, and she just was like, like I, I'm going to be so mad at you if you do this. Like we can't, you know. Wow. And I just felt this pit in my stomach and I was out the door and then I thought, I, I, you know. So my confession is that I basically was going to steal that money or take the money if she wasn't there. I, totally. Yeah. But she f- convinced me and, and, you know, whatever. I felt guilt or convicted or whatever. I don't know. But I went back in with the money and took it to the front desk and I was so upset to do it, but I, I had to. <clears throat> and at the front desk of the store, there was a, a dad and his daughter and she was bawling her eyes out like, at the front desk. Yeah, and, and and I went up and I I said uh, to the front lady, I said I found some money, and he looked at me and he said the number, whatever the amount, right away to me, like completely correct. Yeah, a roll of twenties, this much money, is that what you found? And I said, yeah, wow. that's what I found. Yeah, and it was her birthday and Christmas money or a bunch of money that she'd saved up, and she was there to buy something, and she was carrying it, and she had dropped it, hmm. and uh, I think he I think he gave me twenty bucks, thanked me, hmm. something like that. And uh, sent me on. No, it was ten. No, it was ten dollars. He gave me ten bucks. He actually gave me from his from his wallet. He took a ten out of his own money. And uh, anyway, my confession is that I I still kind of feel bad about that because I completely would have taken her money. I thought your confession was going to be that you still wish you had taken it because <laughs> all it's you got not. was ten dollars. <laughs> because when I saw her crying, I thought, okay, yeah. I'm an ass. But yeah, I, I anyway. That's a good like redemption story or. I guess. I'm but glad I, I listened to my did, conscience yeah. story. Did the the my cute friend. girl you were with? Did she use the fear of hell to get you to take the <laughs> <laughs> No, she didn't. She was a, a wonderful person. She never did that. We were good friends. Okay. Yeah, I believe the guy she married uh, works for Netflix, and he lives in the states now in California. Works for Netflix. Hmm. There you go. So sponsor. A potential sponsor. I was just thinking. Okay, here's another confession. Thing. Harvey does the Netflix dome <laughs> thing sometimes. <laughs> he does. That's it. pretty good. We were outside. He hit. Da-dum. He hit this thing, and he went. Dome. Looked at me, and he's like, "Oh come on, no more oh, Netflix." Boy. He's All a right, Chris, That's two confessions for me. Oh, well, you heard that I became a father at a young age, and last episode you heard that I had leather pants, which actually surprised <laughs> that I got a chance to be a father after wearing those, uh, but. For a few reasons. In a, yeah. <laughs> in a, an attempt to impress my girlfriend at the time, I wanted to kind of, you know, get into what she was into. 
And so I, she really likes Sweet Valley High books. Mm-hmm. And if you know the stories of Elizabeth and Jessica Wakefield, that's right, that's their names. Two twins who are growing up at Sweet Valley High. <laughs> I read a few books and the confession is that I liked them. Oh. <laughs> like, and they're just pulpy crap. Like, But she, my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, just had boxes of these things. Sweet Valley And High. yeah, the I forget the episodes or the, you know, the not episodes, but the... The, ver- the ones that I read, I think one was called High Country and one was, yeah, yeah, they were quite enjoyable. <laughs> you know, the fact that you like the book I told you to read doesn't mean yeah. anything now. I'm going like, to disregard all of not- your recommendations. I don't still like them. I like, <laughs> like I was, you know, reading them to like when she was around, like, hey, look, I like Just what you like. Just to our listeners, you, like, you didn't have to look up those names. You knew exactly what those characters were called. I looked up to confirm and I'm like, yeah, okay. Jessica and Elizabeth, yeah, yeah. they haven't changed. <laughs> Boy, how am I going to look at you the same way uh, again? SVH. Not as bad as my SVH tattoo, which... <laughs> SVH. Here's a, here's my confession. I don't know what SBH means. Sweet, Sweet Valley, Valley High. High. Oh. I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I think, I check them was, out. Sweet was, Valley High. Yeah, don't check oh, them Oh, wait. Out. This is confession. This is not. We love hearing your feedback, and there's a number of ways that you can get a hold of us or interact with us. One of them is through Gmail, harmoniousgentleman at gmail.com. You might want to check us out on Instagram, at harmoniousgentleman, or on Twitter, at harmoniousgents. You can also find older episodes of the podcast on SoundCloud if you search up harmoniousgentleman. And one thing I want to add to um, email us with parenting ideas, tips, things that you've learned, things that you want to share maybe, or maybe there's a new parent out there who has some questions. It would actually be kind of fun for next time to maybe answer some questions. Um, yeah, that'd be really fun. So, In our new yeah, let segment. Us know. Yeah, maybe a new segment. So yeah, email us with, with those kinds of comments, uh, which would be great. Also, it'd be really cool. We know a lot of you guys who listen to it um, know people who like podcasts. And since we're on SoundCloud, share our link. Um ask people to give it a listen. It's basically we just want as much feedback as possible. We really want to do a good job with this and get better every time. And that only will happen with uh, people's help. So share that link, share that SoundCloud page. Thank you in advance. Yeah, just we've been talking lots about our our kids and I I feel bad. I feel like I've been given my my youngest kind of the raw deal. I haven't mentioned my my baby daughter Lou Hmm. too much. So I thought maybe I'd talk a little bit about her. But actually speaking of that, Oh, shit. I left her out in the car. Oh, okay. Uh, we lost Tyler. Um, thank you again for listening. We will see you next time on a brand new edition of Harmonious Gentlemen. <laughs>